Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Communications and Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Scott Rabinowitz, and he is with Buoyancy Digital, a member of NCIA. Scott has 21 years working with internet brands and service providers. We'll hear more about what he does later, but first, Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bethany. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, I'm a fan of Cannabis Radio and prior iterations of your programs as well. Awesome. Great. Well, we're glad to have you on the show today. Um, So let's learn more about your background, who you are, and what you were doing prior to getting involved in the cannabis movement and industry with Buoyancy Digital. Absolutely. I appreciate the time um, and the opportunity to uh, to chat, even if it is in a virtual fashion with your audience. Um, I admittedly am a self-professed uh, internet advertising geek. Um, I love the work entirely too much and have been working with uh, internet brands since Jerry Yang and his partners were hand-indexing URLs manually into Yahoo, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> ridiculously dates me, and I don't know if that's a good thing for my dating situation, however. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, though, I um, it, the, in, the irony in the situation is that uh, early on, um, and as many people are aware in technology, some of the, um, the biggest use cases of internet capabilities were proven in other age-restricted sectors of the internet long before cannabis came into legality and the like here in the last few years. Um, I had the very good fortune of signing on early on um, pre-dot-com bust, the first one back in the <laughs> almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, when in, uh, virtually anything with the dot-com was taken perhaps entirely too seriously in retrospect. Um, but nonetheless, as, as part of a service provider company um, with a fabulous name, it was Website Story, um, named intentionally. Uh, we were at the time one of the largest providers of what would later be called analytics. Um, it was a uh, in those days it were uh, these were ad-supported free hit counter services, um, and people competed to be at the top of these ranking pages that were very arbitrary, um, but highly valuable if you were trying to impress an an advertiser before Alexa ratings came into play and then later um, all of the other types of um, of data sets that um, can interest um, an advertiser and consumer audience. Um, in that period of time, while the, the rest of the internet was booming with um, dubious business models that as we saw with the fallout of the internet 2001, um, I was thrilled to be part of traffic infrastructure, uh, companies and service providers that are vital to uh, keeping eyes and ears and interest focused downstream 
towards brands, regardless of what type of a product or service um, or industry or category that they may support. Um, it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, I admittedly, as part of that, got to see um, an age-restricted industry in action, uh, full bore, uh, that being the in the case of adult entertainment. Um, the I the ideal reality that came from that experience and everything since is uh, instead of having to practice on theoretical experiments and theoretical projects um, to see if we could fine tune or make an advertising experience better for an online advertiser um, with small scale traffic samples, we were doing it at large scale at a level where a company could know definitively with five days testing at most, whether or not um, a, a change of any kind, either to the way that their user experience was laid out or even to the flavor of their advertising overall would actually be sustainable and generate profit or loss. Um, that's pretty much provided uh, a, a guiding light, if you will, and a, a passion for uh, not just getting uh, advertising to work and generating ROI, um, but also keeping brands and publishers and agencies and strategic partners um, well out of the line of fire as it relates in particular to all of the complexity, excitement, and chaos associated with age-restricted buying. Um, sure. That, that's the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, things have gotten so sophisticated and talking about early adopters, you know, showing my age a little bit. I was on the internet in the 90s when, you know, your chat was MIRC and I, yes. I built these silly little websites on GeoCities an angel fire with like little butterflies. And that was the most sophisticated thing at the time. And it was so exciting. And I'm hand coding HTML. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And those free hosted pages you built contributed collectively to angel fire's ability to sell massive amounts of advertising to the early adopter advertiser brands on the internet. Totally. Um, I, I remember a angel fire and geo cities. Oh my gosh. That's uh, uh, a, <laughs> AOL Homestead. Taking uh, you back. Oh, yes. Well, th this is what I mean. Like the first time I ever submitted to Yahoo, literally somebody called me back to verify the spelling because Whoa. they were going to – a real right. human being what yeah they, now they uh they now they don't call you back without a credit check <laughs> right right so so um moving into the cannabis space what was that moment for you when you wanted to add the world of cannabis into your repertoire do you have a personal reason that that brought you over to to the green rush that's a great expression, the green rush. It's, uh, I, I love it. It's, uh, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, personal and professional reasons. Uh, to be totally candid, I am completely comfortable at this stage of my life being sort of, um, uh, sort of uh, out, if you will, um, in the way that I conduct myself um, and the like. Uh, but uh, I have had um, some chronic challenges for approximately 15 years now that impact my appetite and my ability to rest. And uh, I confess, um, for what it's worth, as is the case with many of us, long before we had the ability to treat going to a medical dispensary as an errand on the list next to the dry cleaners in the grocery store, which is... Right. I still pinch myself every time we get to do that, and it's a normal thing now and has been, especially here in Ground Zero, Colorado, for so many years. But oh, yeah. um, I used to have people that would say to me, uh, why would you um, imbibe of a substance that would make you crave more food and make you a little bit silly? And 
my response personally was, well, um, I have appetite challenges and I'm entirely too serious too much of the time. So that's a two for two, improving my quality of life and my state of health. Um, yeah, that's. That's been inviolate for years on a personal level. I've seen the same uh, with members of my family that regardless of whether it was chronic conditions or the after effects of uh, radiological treatments in certain cases, you name it, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that's making your stomach grind, there's no amount of tea that uh, without products from the cannabis space that's actually going to bring your stomach back to a comfort zone, at least on a sustainable level. I've tried them all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, got it. Well, I'm glad cannabis is helpful for you for sure. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, Well, we've got just a minute or two before our first commercial break, but let's let's bring us back to the present here. Um, So you're working at Buoyancy Digital. In fact, you're the founder and CEO what is your role there and and tell us what buoyancy digital does absolutely absolutely uh i humbly confess to getting to do everything from pick up the trash doing the dishes and uh, making sure that the drinks are stocked for everybody and the janitor uh, right at, yeah <laughs> oh exactly i i love it my purpose is to serve others that's uh, uh, all managers i feel should feel that way but uh um but yes, yes. buoyancy Buoyancy has been around for 10 years. Um, It is intentionally named for the subtlety of, yes, um, the quality of being buoyant and the ability to stay afloat in good times and bad. Um, I have experienced highs and lows um, and carry that with me to this day. Um, But we have actually, we've been in operation as an overall digital media agency uh, supporting media buying, SEO, and conversion rate optimization services and the like for about 10 years now. Um, but because of the fact that we were sort of born out of a need to provide services for other age-restricted um, industries, as those industries reached a certain level of saturation, if you will, as they all do, um, there was a need to commercially expand, certainly. but while it was fun working on some very um, high-profile mainstream projects, uh, I've dealt with the traditional brands like Microsoft and Rosetta Stone and the like. Um, what we, after doing a little bit of investigation and diligence on the the early views of um, internet, uh, excuse me, of uh, cannabis online in particular, um, with Colorado being ground zero, what I discovered immediately a couple of years back is that it's actually more difficult for the average cannabis site um, to procure paid advertising on the internet than it is for a site displaying naked bodies. Um, And there's something wrong with that, given that Mm -hmm. this industry is promoting medicine. (laughs) Yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, I think I've mentioned before on previous programs that even NCIA, who is a 501c6 nonprofit advocacy organization that does not touch the plant technically, but represents the industry, we have problems boosting a Facebook post. We get Correct. our ads re- just for an event, like uh, like our cannabis caucus events that we host quarterly. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've uh, we're sometimes successful. It's like a crapshoot, and uh, it's it's really interesting the restrictions that. Um, are being put on us. So it sounds like your company is there to help navigate that. 
navigate and overcome. There, uh, while it's not a guarantee in all cases, um, the most exciting thing that I'm happy to be sharing today is for as, as much as we have in the way of challenges that, of course, we'll get into a bit more, but especially, like you said, you're the leading trade organization um, in, in one of the most populous regions on Earth, and you can't get a Facebook post approved in all cases. Right. because, But it's not even consistent. So it's, it's nope. it, it can be frustrating because you can't even plan uh, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. So, so yeah, our, our objective for cannabis companies is to take um, best practices that um, we have proven at scale for age-restricted companies working with mainstream media for over 20 years mm-hmm. um, and make those that work with the plant more um, accessible and more able to work with the very same mainstream media providers that, at least up until now, um, have been reticent uh, on the best of days and outright terrified to work with cannabis, just like they were with adult entertainment. (laughs) Got it, got it. All right, well, let's talk uh, and learn more about that when we come back from the commercial break. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis cannabisradio.com be one of the first to register today at usccexpo.com that's usccexpo.com get informed get inspired and get connected with more of ncia's cannabis industry voice only on cannabisradio.com All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're talking with Scott from Buoyancy Digital Digital, about age-restricted content on the internet and cannabis companies navigating and overcoming that. Uh, So I recently spoke with Joan Irvine. She's amazing. And she's with the company Responsa Tech, who's also an NCIA member. And we were talking about age-restricted digital content um, can you explain how your two companies work together and coordinate? 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I've had the pleasure of working with Joan in different capacities for um, probably about 16 of the, or, or 17 now of the 20 plus years in digital media. And uh, um, we had the opportunity to collaborate when uh, Joan had created another organization that supported uh, industry self-regulation um, as it relates to, um, again, making the industry suitable and satisfactory from a compliance point of view for um, digital consumption, um, most notably with a focus on uh, youth safety and the restriction um, by minors um, in terms of access to cannabis content online in this case. Um, uh, we saw this work with another age-restricted sector where the needs were the same. Um, I had the good fortune of working in support of, uh, of her organization as a board member. Um, at this early stage, Responsitech, although a startup startup um, has a very seasoned technology and policy team in place, um, spearheaded by Joan, that are uh, in effect in place here to bring the best technology and practices to bear um, for that specific goal, which is one, to restrict uh, access, unnecessary, um, inappropriate and illegal access by minors to uh, mm -hmm. the industry's content yeah. um, when they surf online. But more importantly, or perhaps equally as importantly, um, the goal isn't to punish and prevent. The goal is to actually, this is pro-industry rather than anti-industry. Um, Joan's organization exists to provide uh, methods by which um, cannabis brands can be successful and actually expand their presence without risk online um, while keeping kids safe. Our our belief is one of the early digital media agencies overall supporting advertising and services for um, the can't we'll call it the cannabis internet I guess for lack of a better phrase um, uh, with the needs being absolutely uh, consistent across all age restricted sectors um, our, our interest in working with Joan is hand in hand. Um, uh, we see Response to Tech being in the position to set guidelines uh, with input from all sectors of the cannabis industry and from other, uh, other sectors of the economy and society that are stakeholders and impact what we all do. Um, our interest is to then take uh, their practices and their technology and the participation of the industry in what Response to Tech is doing um, and put it into practice for purposes of safe acquisition of traffic on the internet for cannabis brands. Got it. Well, we're glad to have you as the industry does, you know, it's best to do the right thing and regulate from within. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, let's, let's talk a little more about digital marketing challenges and pain points. And yes. like I mentioned, the paid advertising in the Google and Facebook, scrutinizing our ads and sometimes even rejecting them. And <laughs> dispensaries in particular can do very, very little on Facebook or Google to market themselves. Yeah, let's let's go into those challenges and pain points a little further. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, it's we've kind of sort of uh, divided it down, if you will, into priorities or uh, master pain points. And uh, ironically, while they have unique characteristics for a cannabis operator, they're consistent. This is the ultimate great irony for all the outsiders that think that cannabis is such a foreign space, <laughs> if you will, in an operational and logistical sense. Um, First and foremost, from a marketing point of view, every cannabis brand, and we'll focus a little bit 
to start with in, in what we'll call the high challenge area, the, the dispensaries, particularly recreational, um, even more so than, than uh, medicinal or medical. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, without question, Facebook's uh, policies today and Google specifically on the paid side, same with Bing and Yahoo. Um, people don't think of those engines as much, but they still represent a, a, a small slice of a very large pie mm-hmm. in terms of, of search traffic. Um, so as of today, a, a dispensary will not successfully be able to buy a paid listing um, or boosted post or other really other uh, any other form of paid ad unit um, on those networks. Um, That said, however, um, there are exceptions. There are workarounds completely legitimate to coin from the SEO world, a white hat versus black hat approach. Um, Some people, for example, that of course would prefer to be able to advertise to get the phone ring and for the doors to, um, to shake open a few extra times a day on the dispensary side, may also be making a handsome living though concurrently from their CBD sales, which are have less restriction on them. Mm-hmm. So in, in some cases it's about um, it's not necessarily about uh, uh, sort of trying to um, sort of pound a square peg through the round hole and convince a um, an advertising provider to accept uh, a cannabis brand if it's truly against their policy or in, as you've as we've discussed against even an individual's comfort zone. Um, one big key sort of takeaway point, uh, even though it's, we're still early in discussion, is um, because of the cannabis industry being in flux and all of the rules and regulations associated, one thing that I want to impress strongly on the audience here today um, and overall in this industry is, um, and this is a frustrating one, but in short, even if you have made a, uh, a, a commercial uh, engagement or uh, made a transaction with an ad network service provider, an ad agency, et cetera, to buy digital advertising, mm-hmm. Until that ad goes live, you can't assume, even if you have jumped through six steps, signed paperwork and everything else, that your ad is actually going to get published. Mm. Because there are multiple human beings involved in the process, some more sensitive um, than others with regards to what compliance actually means to their company. But it's up to the individual interpretation. So as as it relates to the priorities, though, um, we see it as being simple. You need to get found, which is search. Um, at the bottom of the funnel, people are at their most critical point of excitement. If they're on a mobile device and performing a search, they could literally be ready to jump in the car or already at a friend's house, ready to look for a dispensary to go shop at that's open right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... Been every, there. Exactly. <laughs> it's safe here. Every And every brick-and-mortar business on earth takes that for granted now outside of the cannabis industry that through Google and all the display ad networks and Facebook that when you want it, when you need it most, when you're on the right device at the right time and in the right geographic proximity, I can, I'm going to basically magically present you with an ad for that dispensary, that pizzeria, that bar, that movie theater, that whatever it is that you need to find that's open, um, that has what you need. Um, Got it. Yeah. So we have just a minute or so before our next commercial break. But, you know, cannabis brands obviously want to be responsible, getting their brand recognized and in search engines to reach their customers who want that on-demand info. So there's got to be a way to figure out who is interested in your product. Obviously, you know, people are searching 
And you have to get to them and get that web traffic despite all these challenges. So Correct. what kind of like tips or advice would you share with cannabis brands that want their website and digital presence to work better for them? Um, so a couple of uh, a couple of things without question. Um, certainly as in all areas, and I know we're biased because we're service providers, but I say this uh, wholeheartedly even to friends in uh, startups and other industries, um, uh, do what you're good at. Uh, both as an organization as an, and, and as individuals, as managers, stakeholders, and owners, et cetera, um, but embrace um, bringing in the capabilities of others that have already perhaps jumped through hoops and could potentially save you time, energy, and money um, mm -hmm. in being able to overcome. As part of that, though, be prepared to be infinitely more flexible regardless of what other industries you may have had success in, um, even with digital marketing, because again, we're dealing with a human factor here in addition to ever-changing regulatory policies um, that you may need to look under rocks, as the expression goes, to find traffic sources that will actually work with you and be reliable, um, stable media partners, even where your checkbook is full. Um, that being said, again, uh, as it relates to the human engagement and the human interaction, whether you have in-house staff, whether you hire out to an agency like ours or otherwise, or to other third parties, um, I strongly advise that at least some component of your um, management team that's involved with, the, with your marketing plan, as well as at least some, if not all of the practitioners that are actually going to work on your search engine optimization or work on purchasing traffic campaigns from ad networks from around, uh, literally around the internet that have traffic in the, um, in the legal areas that your business can operate in the cannabis space. Um, the people should have familiarity working with age-restricted rules as well as age-restricted content. Nothing mm -hmm. should – if you if you have a situation where your media buyer or your marketing manager is going to be shocked every time um, salacious policy issues come up, it's going to slow you down. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it can even work against you because the, the expectation of the mainstream media publish, um, publishing side, basically the people who own and control all this lovely traffic that we want so badly, um, this is part of putting your best foot forward. You could be a multi-million dollar um, uh, multi-state uh, cannabis company at this point um, with an IPO pending. Um, but if in the presentation to a major media company that you want to buy advertising for to drive new traffic and sales, um, the your approach to um, to advertising and compliance with age-restricted rules seems in any way either incomplete or just um, like it's catching you off guard as the brand, that's that's almost certainly a kill point for um, for the network service provider mm. in terms of their willingness to say yes. Got it, got it. All right, we're going to take one more commercial break and then come back and chat more with Scott from Buoyancy Digital. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A -N -N -A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio Social Crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Do you have new ideas that you believe will make a difference in the cannabis industry? Looking to make your brand or service stand out? The first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is seeking sponsors and speakers for its inaugural event August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners are all welcome to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Grow with us in this groundbreaking event, the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th through the 26th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Learn more at usccexpo.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. And before we wrap up our conversation with Scott, I would just like to ask our listeners to give me some feedback on how you like the show. What would you like to hear? What would you like to hear more of? Send me an email at podcast at thecannabisindustry.org. All right, Scott. So there's there's lots of events uh, coming up that NCIA is hosting, of course. We do our caucuses across the country. And, of course, our big one is our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo mm-hmm. happening July 25, 26, 27. And, uh, Scott, you attended our Seed to Sale show earlier in the year, uh, which is a little bit more of a focused conference. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're heading to San Jose to join us at the Cannabis Business Summit. What are your plans and goals uh, for the summit this year? Are you going to any particular booths? Are you looking forward to any panels or keynote speakers that'll be presenting? Uh, absolutely. It's a, a kid in the candy store from both a, a, a business point of view and, a, and of course, the passion for the subject matter and the product at hand. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is that seed to sale was amazing uh, for the record. Uh, I am not an agricultural scientist by any means, but I am a mad, passionate geek and appreciate innovation. Um, for the record, much in the same way that NASA and the space industry created the future uh, products and services, many of which we take for granted today in, in consumer use. I think some of the innovations that uh, I saw uh, that on display at Seed to Sale, um, fast forward 20, 30 years, will be involved in actually making more food um, more accessible to more people, less expensively in terms of uh, literally global 
consideration. So um, even if, if you're interested in the pure agri-science of it, I highly advocate for seed to sale. Um, admittedly, I am uh, very passionately excited, as is all of our team, uh, for the uh, for the business event, though, the event of the year coming up in San Jose. Um, we will be in attendance and uh, uh, co-participating with Responsitech um, and uh, helping uh, to, to support their presence. Uh, they will be maintaining a booth there. Uh, so uh, we'll have an opportunity opportunity both to present uh, content and support uh, Response Tech's initiative there, as well as to answer questions and engage with uh, with new brands that we haven't before. Um, in terms of content uh, on a an education and advancement level, uh, first and foremost, um, uh, with the limited time that is being allocated outside of planned meetings and all that, um, so yes, I'm getting to um, to hear what Mr. James Cole has to say about the state of um, cannabis and regulatory, um, and with particular focus, obviously, on U.S. law, but even in contrast um, uh, and individual state laws in contrast to what the rest of the world is doing. Uh, his perspective, I think, is a singular one. If anybody, uh, from the standpoint of macro planning and really thinking at the 30,000-foot level about the future of the business and where you're investing your resources next, um, Mr. Cole's uh, keynote, I think, will be quite significant. Um, in addition, um, in support of uh, of our commercial um, liaison with Response Attack, um, I think it will since there are going to be 8,000 people in attendance and it is physically impossible for even the most able-bodied and minded of us to reach everybody, uh, <laughs> if that were even a desired goal. Um, I, I am looking forward to one of the uh, speed networking components of the event. Um, I've, I've always loved these as part of uh, NCIA shows as well as um, the better conferences and other industries at large, um, where literally in the span of two minutes, which is, I believe is the ultimate litmus test, you can literally meet, greet, um, and get the core essence of what it is that I might be able to provide as value to the other party and vice versa. It's a phenomenal way for people to uh, engage with vendors um, on a, a low pressure. Um, it, 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 the environment is non-conducive to hard sell. Um, I participated, uh, even when I'm not on the other side of the table, I participate in these speed networking events at other conferences, even just as the most rapid way to consume uh, the essence of what a company has to offer beyond even what can be said at each individual booth. I will try and reach as many as I can uh, for sure, but um, I'm looking to uh, really gain the strongest sense of heartbeat as of this summer and with the state of regulatory in the U.S., the perceptions of how um, the, uh, the obviously extraordinary thumbs up for what's happening in Canada. Um, but what what is the domino effect for us, for example, will every um, IPO to go to the public market have to happen in Canada now, uh, as is looking to be a trend. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting, but it's I, I think this is probably because of the timing of Canada uh, coming through on the legislative side. This may be the most globalized uh, um, conference in in the in terms of uh, even just private discussions and the like and the impact mm -hmm. of, of other places, because it, there was a time when it didn't really matter 
when it was what was going on in somebody else's jurisdictional backyard. Uh, we're a lot closer now as a global cannabis business community than ever has been the case. I agree. Yes. And we're going to see attendees from all over the world at, at this event, which is fantastic. And I am so thrilled that we got a former Attorney General James Cole, author of the Cole Memo, to give our keynote at the Cannabis Business Summit. Well, we have run out of time, but for more information about NCIA, the website is www.thecannabisindustry.org. For more information about the conference, that's cannabisbusinesssummit.com. And uh, Scott, where can we find more information about Buoyancy Digital? Uh, you can find us uh, either at buoyancydigital.com, uh, search us on Google, uh, or you can also go through the NCIA member directory that is available to the cannabis community. Uh, we are listed in the advertising and marketing services section um, on that site. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been great chatting with you and learning more about digital marketing uh, and internet internetting for the cannabis industry. (laughs) So thanks again for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. And thanks everyone else for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.